Hello friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with another inspiring friend, professional women's lacrosse player, and all-around awesome human. Thank you as always for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 Lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people that I have met throughout my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. We've got another special guest this week, and I'm pumped to get right into it. Lauren Lee is someone that became a friend of mine post-collegiately, which is something we chat about in this episode, the healthy rivalry between our college squads that stemmed from a passion within our own locker rooms that now we can look back on and share stories from both sides. We met on the other side of the world, on a trip to Japan, where a handful of women's and men's professional lacrosse players traveled to play, teach, and ultimately share their love for the game that bonds us all. And that's exactly what it did when we were over there. We laughed through memories from that five-day trip across the world, some of our moments playing together instead of in opposing jerseys at the professional level, and why she's such a big fan of female athletes like Ashlyn Harris of the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. Impossible not to laugh listening to this one. Lauren is someone I'm grateful the sport of lacrosse has brought into my life, and I can't wait to get back to vlogging, traveling the world, and spreading smiles one way or another with this gem. Hope you enjoy. Welcome, girls. Welcome back. I see some familiar faces. Hi, everybody. <laughs> there she is. This one's going to be a very, very fun, fun <laughs> episode. There's going to be a lot of laughs going on today, um, which I am personally very excited about um, because, you know, what better way to end a hump day than with one of your great friends? Um, and just laughing about life, right? Like this is, you know, and even if you're listening to this on the podcast later on, I hope we can give you some smiles. Um, that's what I think Lauren does best. She definitely spreads some laughter and some smiles around the people she's around. Um, so, (laughs) so without further ado, I'd love to introduce our guest. I, University of Florida Gator. Um, (laughs) I knew that was coming too. Um, a fellow WPLL fight teammate of mine um, and just an all-around awesome human, somebody that I met, and we'll get into this story as well, somebody I met, um, you know, I knew of, but we really became friends on the other side of the world uh, when we traveled to Japan, and which is such a cool story. So I'm very, very grateful to have a good friend of mine, Lauren Lee, here today. Um, And I say her name, Lauren, because I'm from Long Island, but how do you say your name, Lauren? Welcome. Thanks for it's being Lauren. here. It's <laughs> Lauren. But you also say things a little bit weird, and we can get into that a little later. Okay. Just All like right. you call, like on our Instagram story today, you call like hoagies and sub sandwiches still sandwiches. Well, did you not just say it right there? Right? Okay. There's a difference. If you say like a hoagie or a sub, <laughs> is there a difference? It's a sandwich. Can you explain to me the difference? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Maybe at another time, but I mean, the Instagram polls don't lie. Mm. Okay. It's a right. sub. Okay. It depends on where you're from. I can understand Long Island girls. You guys are in your own world. I know the whole thing with like rock, paper, scissors. Oh, don't even bring that one up. I can't believe I forgot to talk to Michelle Tumalo about that one, but rock, paper, scissors says shoot. No. How it goes. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> I don't know who decided to put the says in there, but whoever did it, 
does it right. Um, okay. But anyway. Fair enough. <laughs> as promised, lots of laughs, lots of smiles. Thank you for being here, Lauren. Um, and Thank you. Yeah, of course. I'm excited to kind of dive into, you know, what's brought you here to this spot that you're in in life here today. Um, you know, how we became friends, um, all the things that go into all of that. Um, but first and foremost, I like to start off on a good foot. Um, I like to call it off to a good start. So three simple things that I like to ask my guests um, that kind of dive a little bit deeper and see how you're doing today in this very moment. Um, so first and foremost, what is something that you're thankful for today? Hmm. Something I'm thankful for today would be my friend Kylie for inviting me on to this podcast. Never would I imagine that I would be talking to you and you beautiful people here on a podcast format because that like didn't exist when I was younger. And also mm, probably my health, especially with what's going on right now. I feel like that's like super important to be thankful and it puts a lot of things in perspective um, recently. So my condolences to anybody out here who has been you know, impacted with either themselves or the family. So super important. I'm very thankful for that today. Oh, well, uh, that really, you know, just made my heart happy, first of all. And, <laughs> and thank you so much. We're making a little heart. Um, what are oh, yeah. The podcast, they can't see us. Yeah, you, can, you guys can't see us on podcasts, but we are making, making hearts heart. with our hands. We're really good at that. Um, all right. So something that you are proud to say that you've accomplished today, it's the end of a day on a Wednesday. What would that be for you, Lauren? Mm, I accomplished a lot of schoolwork today. Um, so I'm in grad school for occupational therapy. So Kylie doesn't have to tell you herself, but yeah, I'm in a master's program right now, getting my degree in occupational therapy. Um, it's been really tough to go from taking a year off from school, from college at UF and then diving back into things, which has been a little bit difficult, but I'm in my second year, um, grinded today, got a lot of work done. I have a big project coming up this weekend. Um, and then I went for a really long walk with my mom and my dog today. So that was really special. Oh, I love long walks. That's what I realized about, you know, from COVID and quarantine and all this, right? Long exactly. walks on a beautiful day, nothing like them. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about your occupational therapy and um, what has that looked like the last couple months, especially like a lot of your, has a lot of your classes and things that you're able to and not able to do? Cause obviously that's a very hands-on, um, type situation. So has it right. changed a bunch? Is it different? Luckily it really hasn't all that much. I'm extremely thankful for that. But, um, this previous semester, um, I, I go through the summer too, so I don't get a summer break. So it's like a three and a half year program right now. So it's a grind. Um, but this summer was entirely online. It was extremely difficult because I'm in class for eight hours straight, which is brutal. That sounds like a lot. So it's like eight to five. Uh, you get like a one hour break for lunch, but it's literally like all virtual. Um, luckily, uh, this entire semester I've been up on campus and hands-on, which has been great because I'm like such like a collaborative person. And that's what drew me initially to occupational therapy is because like us all athletes, like we love collaboration. We love fighting for a goal. Um, and that's what initially drew me in because OTs, they have a huge collaboration with physical therapy and speech pathology as well. And so um, for me to be a part of that type of collaborative effort to help somebody 
um, like a spe specific client or patient to get better is something that really drew me in. So to have it back on campus with uh, the 17 other of my cohorts, which is a very small class, so we got to know each other really quickly, um, has been really special. So I'm extremely thankful for that. And I feel so bad for like the little kids that are in front of a camera all day now. Like I can't even imagine what they're feeling. Well, I'm really happy to hear that you're, you know, back in person. Um, I love that you mentioned that because it's something we're going to dive into as well. But obviously, as lacrosse players, we thrive in team settings um, because we've done it our whole lives. Um, so it's really cool to see you taking that and what you love about that and the sport of lacrosse into your career and into, you know, what you're studying right now. Um, so going into that as well, last but not least, something that you're pumped to go out and chase. Might be today, might be tomorrow, might be in the next couple of years. What's that for you? You know, I don't like want to make this all about school, but that's like literally my entire life right now. So <laughs> I'm going to try to be a little bit more creative, but um, I feel like I've been so stressed out recently. Um, so working out usually is like such a stress reliever for me. Um, and then when COVID hit, I wasn't able to go to the gym, which I work out at like the coolest gym ever at the Under Armour Performance Center, Center in Baltimore, Maryland. It is like unbelievable. So for that to be closed, now I'm like working out like downstairs in my basement. Here we go. There's my, there's my gear that I collected. Um, has been, has been really tough because between schoolwork and me constantly stressing about like all of the different assignments that I have due, it made working out feel kind of like a chore and I know that like as professional athletes that like shouldn't be happening at all um but luckily I have a somewhat of a little break right now so I don't go back until next weekend so I've been using the Peloton app and it's been awesome and that's like kind of gotten me back into the swing of things with like boot camp with Jess Sims it's something that I really look forward to and so tomorrow I hope to get back on that grind and do that 60 minute boot camp and sweat it out, get some stress out. Love it. Um, I also think it's very important what you said, because um, I think it's something that a lot of people are struggling with right now over the last couple months is no matter what level, right? It's youth, it's all the way up to professional. These last couple months, it's been really tough to get yourself up and moving, right? It's tough to see sometimes the the end goal sometimes you know um like i know even earlier in quarantine right it was when are we going to play again so why do i have to work out right now um you know and it was a lot of that inner motivation that struggle with all of that and like you said it kind of sound it kind of felt like a chore to get up and work out and that's like never where you want to be so um you know i think it's really important for you to be able to to take a step back and realize that right like that's really cool of you to be able to do that that shows a huge mindset in you. Um, and I think that's something that's very, very respectable. So um, we can definitely learn something from Lauren already. Look at that. I'm gonna try and say your name like you say, La Lauren, Lauren. Nobody says my name correctly. And I think I'm just weird that the way, like, <laughs> I don't like hear it when other people say it, but like, if you remind me, like you just did. Yes. Like, Lauren, like <laughs> L-O-R, but it's Lauren. Well, but we're like, okay, is it Lauren? I'm like, what? Do I sound like that? Probably. So yeah. maybe I need to like take a step back and realize maybe I'm the one saying my name wrong. Do you remember when I first asked you, I thought I was saying it wrong the whole time. Like there was one point, it was like six months into knowing you and being friends with you. And I like 
heard someone else from Baltimore say your name and call you the way you you pronounce it. And I was like, oh my God, am I like literally saying her name wrong? And she just hasn't corrected me because she's super nice. When like, was that? I don't remember, but it was way too far into our friendship. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was, I, li- I remember looking at you, I was like, so is it Lauren or is it l- like, I don't know how to say it, Lauren? Lauren? Like, you're like, no, you're saying it fine. You just say it like a Long Islander. I was like, yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> it's just like a Baltimore accent. Thing, but I don't know. I have friends from around Maryland that say Lauren too. But that's hilarious. I remember that. That is so funny. You're well, saying it perfectly fine. You're perfect the way you are. Oh, well, thank you so much. That's so kind. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll stay on the topic of how we became friends um, because I think it's such a cool story. I mean, we always talk about it whenever we're together and whenever we're like out vlogging or out on the field together, we're like doing random things. It, we kind of like look around, take a step back, we look around, we're like, could you ever imagine us being friends in college? Because no, like we couldn't, right? It was just, we had this, um, like our teams had this rivalry, right? First of all, every time we played each other, it was like the game circled on the calendar each year, like for both of us. And it was just kind of like an unspoken thing. Um, but, you know, once we graduated, and we talked about this before you and I, um, we realized that we had teams made up of a lot of the same kind of people, and that's probably why it was such a rivalry, right? Like, we were pretty much the same people, um, and I think that's why we kind of, like, immediately got along when we were over in um, in Japan. So, in 2018, it was 2018, I believe? Yeah, yep, um, yeah the WPLL took a, a squad over to Japan um, with World Cross, and we played an exhibition game against... Um, some Japanese um, national team members. And um, we held a a tryout for some of the Japanese players over there to see if anyone would be able to come over and play in the WPL the following summer, which we actually did end up having a few, which was really cool to see um, um, the following summer. And yeah, when we were over there, it was such an insane experience. I mean, I don't know if any of us really even knew each other or were close friends before we got on that plane like it was just a handful of people that you know we all knew of each other we had all in interacted on instagram before um but when you talk about a 13 to 16 hour plane ride and then <laughs> four days across the world with these people like you immediately have to become friends and i'm so lucky that we did right i think like you know, I can think back and talk about that trip all the time. Like, I'd love to go back, but you know, what, what were some of the things that stuck out to you about that trip and what do you remember most? Well, I think most importantly, what you were talking about earlier, um, going back to the college days is that it's, it's such like a weird phenomenon and like all of these girls that eventually go off to college, you'll eventually understand it. And you might have a sense of that right now is like, when you go to college, it's a full-time job. You're playing with the same teammates every single day. And like your entire goal is to either, well, obviously win the national championship, but then your conference championship as well. So like any team that you're playing that doesn't say your college on the front of your shirt, it's like, Kylie, like you were (laughs) evil to me. And like, that is so funny to like, think about now, because I remember just like you, what you said, like that was circled on the calendar, like in 20, 
I forget when it was, it was like 2014, we blew you guys out. It was like 14 to one. I don't, I don't think that you were on the team at the time. That's probably why, obviously. But then you came back. I'm pretty sure this might've been your freshman year or I could be wrong. You came down to Florida 2015, maybe. Mm -hmm. You end up beating us on our field, which has like never been done before with between Stony Brook and Florida. And then we go back to you guys, my senior year, I believe, and we win. Mm -hmm. And so there's always this like sense of rivalry and that's like how Florida and Syracuse are and Northwestern. And so for us to then graduate and to realize how similar we all are. And like, you take off, you take off the lacrosse uniform, you take off the lacrosse equipment. And at the end of the day, like what's most important to us is like, we're trying to push this game to greater heights for the next generation, for all of you girls here. And that's like in itself, something to bond over. And it's something that's extremely special and something that you can't take for granted and especially in those situations where the WPLL is sending a certain amount of girls over to literally the opposite side of the world to then be together play together like we have like one practice we have to like come together collaborative all of my enemies are in one place I'm just kidding you guys are literally like my great friends now but it's like we have a bunch of northwestern girls we have like stony brook girls it's like all right we're on a 17 hour flight, blah, blah, blah. And then we first sit down for that first breakfast. And it's like, all right, we're here. We're living, we're fine. We, we got some lactic acid. We just need to like pump it out a little bit. And I remember you coming down and this is really funny because I don't think that you know this, but yeah. of course everybody knows who Kylie is. And like, come on, she she's the goat, but I remember her sitting on the opposite side of like the, the end table. It was like a big circular table, if you can imagine. She sat on the very end. And like, I remember her coming down in like a sweatshirt. And I was like, she immediately sat down and I was like around other people. I was, I think it was around like Molly and Lauren Murray. And I was like, Kylie, come sit over here with us. Cause that, that's like who I am. Like, I don't want anybody to ever feel like they weren't involved. And by no means was Kylie not involved. I just like wanted her to sit next to us. And <laughs> by the end of that breakfast was the Instagram story that like went viral of you doing the Disney channel. Hi, this is Kylie O. Miller and you're watching Disney channel. And that like blew up. I can't even tell you. I had like a hundred some DMs being like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> And so then, like, right then and there, I knew that you were, like, a really cool girl and um, someone that I, like, wanted to be around. And so that was the, like, kickoff of our friendship. And then for us to go on and, like, be in a completely different country together was something really special, too. So I don't know how you feel, but that was, like, the first, like, real moment. Like yeah. you said, we kind of interacted on Instagram before, but... Uh, yeah, again, it's like, it's not the same, you know, it's not a, the same interact. Like, I think that's such a cool thing is social media, right? Because you can connect with people that you might not ever meet in your life before, right? But it also gives you a little bit of a precursor. Um, but it's also sometimes a, uh, a little bit of a, an inhibitor too, because you can kind of be like, have those judgments from somebody's Instagram page and like walk into it and be like, eh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this girl. Right. And then you're actually in person and you're like, okay, I you love about me. No, not at all. But you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Of course not. But you know what I'm saying? Like that's definitely happened to so many of us listening right now, right? Like you, um, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse that social media. And we can talk about that for days and days and days, but I'm very glad that me whipping out my, um, my Disney channel wand (laughs) and my little motion there out in Japan on your Instagram story was a solid positive um, kind of outlook on both of our Instagrams. So friends ever since. And uh, yeah, you know, imagine I didn't do that. We wouldn't be sitting here, right? You'd be like, all right, that girl is a weirdo. We don't yep. want to be friends but with I've her. But I've never invited you to come sit with us. Thank you for inviting me to come sit with you. Um, <laughs> because then we ended up, you know, at Tokyo Disney- Disneyland a couple days later, we were walking through the streets of Tokyo, just exploring the culture. Um, and I think that goes to show like, the sport of lacrosse, we wouldn't have been there without lacrosse, right? We wouldn't have been in such an incredible place without going there to play, going there for those tryouts, going there to spread the game and to teach young kids how to play the sport for the first time. Um, And again, like you said, under that common goal that we all had that was bonding us from the beginning. Um, And I think that's something that's so special about lacrosse. And I know that you and I have seen a lot of it ever since then as well. Um, you know, are there any other places outside of Tokyo that lacrosse has taken you that you could have never imagined going? Yeah, so um, actually, pretty previously, I think it was in 2019. Oh my gosh, I'm so bad with dates. But the WPL also sent a group over to England to play their national team there. And luckily, I was a part of that crew too. I, I'm like so thankful for that. I'm like, how did I get so lucky to? go to two different countries um, just to play lacrosse. Literally, that's it. That, they sent us there to play lacrosse. And like never in a million years would I have ever imagined that I would be traveling across the world to play a sport. And so that was, that was such a good experience. Only we were there for like three days. So I really hope that someday I can go back to England and kind of explore a little bit more. Um, but like you said, of like lacrosse bringing us all together, a few girls. So Lauren Murray, who played at um, Northwestern University, Molly Stevens and Caroline Fitzgerald, who also played at UF with me, we decided to extend our trip a little bit. And we went over to Paris, France to uh, spend like three or four days there. Um, Just no lacrosse, nothing, just we're going to go and explore and kind of just go into the culture of Paris I've never been before and it was so beautiful and so like you said I would have never imagined that this sport would take us to the places and maybe I would have never gone to these places without lacrosse and I think that in itself is really just puts things into perspective and that we do things for the love of the game and um, the relationships that you build Um, during these times is really precious. And also I have one more funny story to talk about in Japan. Okay. Is when you, (laughs) when you won it. So they awarded an MVP. (laughs) They they were like, okay, we're going to award an MVP. Um, And of course it's Kylie, none other. And so they gave her as a gift, a like therapeutic pillow (laughs) And it was like the dopest thing ever. And I remember them. They didn't give me the pillow. They didn't give me the pillow. They gave me a sign. Remember that said 
like magnaflex pillow on it. So they gave me the sign and I didn't know what the sign said. So I just like grabbed it and I held it up and they were like, smile. And all of you were over in the corner hysterically laughing at me. And I'm like, what oh, are you laughing at? <laughs> I wasn't hysterically laughing. I was like bawling my eyes out. You remember that? Yes. I was bawling my eyes out because like happy tears. And I don't know why that moment in particular made me cry. Like usually I'm not an emotional person at all, but it's like when things are very happy, I cry. And for some reason, like you getting the award in front of all of these Japanese fans, like we don't know Japanese by any means. We know Kenichiwa and that's it. And for lacrosse to be our form of communication with um, the boys and girls in Japan was just amazing. And I think that that, that type of emotion just like came out of me at that point for you receiving a pillow for being the best lacrosse player ever. It was, it, it was like, I can't believe this moment <laughs> is happening, but also like everything that we've ever worked for, all of our hard work has led us to this point. And I think that's why I was so emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I'm not sure if you had those emotions too. I would be happy to talk to you about it. <laughs> One for receiving the MVP, but then also being with me in Japan. Of course. I <laughs> I just remember looking over and you were crying, but (laughs) everybody else was hysterically laughing at me because I'm like, yay, like, woo, I won. You know, like, they're like, smile, be happy. I'm like taking these pictures and little did I know that it says pillow across the thing. So I'm like lifting it above my head, like taking pictures because they're asking me to like celebrating and everybody on the sidelines, like Kylie, stop lifting that piece of paper that says pillow on it <laughs> like, legit I think it says like MVP yeah it's it's not. you want a pillow <laughs> and we're like that will suit you so well for the 17 hour flight I remember we were so jealous Did yeah you ever end up getting it um I just want to let you know I sleep on it every night every night what yeah it's good it's legit. it's legit I was excited for a reason I didn't know it at the time but I was very <laughs> excited you cried for for good reason <laughs> you know those tears were really worth it knowing that you lay your little head down at night probably getting better sleep than I'll ever get in my entire life because I'm like really a person that puts high priority on sleep mm-hmm. so whatever. You just have to make me jealous two years later, but okay. Two years later, I still use it every night, but you know what? It was worth the cry. I appreciate that story and I appreciate those tears because obviously they mean a lot to you. You know, that trip means obviously a lot to both of us. It was two years ago and we still, every time we talk to each other, we talk about it. Um, And it was four days in Japan. Isn't that crazy? Right? Like it was four days of our lives. And um, you know, I think it's, it's been really special ever since then too. Like we've gotten to play together on the fight. We've had a bunch more trips and clinics and we got to vlog together too, <laughs> which we're really good at. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, seriously, if you guys haven't checked out uh, Lauren's one more, one more rep mindset series on YouTube, that is, it's literally one of my favorite series on YouTube. Not lying. Not just saying that. I'm serious because not just saying that because you're sitting right here but it's so well thought out and like you just 
so I guess what I'll try to say here is that I've worked with a lot of like production companies and people that are trying to film something and find a certain story behind something. And certain times you can't find that crossover between what the production company wants or the campaign wants and the athlete wants kind of, you know what I mean? And both things sometimes don't align with, um, with each other and what you want to promote, what, what you want to portray, um, as the story. So, um, I think that was one of the one projects that I did that you portrayed absolutely every little thing that I wanted to be portrayed as well. So (laughs) yeah, I'm jumping around on our note sheet a little bit, but I will say, Oh my God. No, I'm serious. I'm flattered. (laughs) I'm serious. It's, um, you know, it's a really awesome piece. And I think that goes to show, obviously it's, it's something that is you're passionate about as well. I know you probably have little to no time to do stuff like that right now with all your schoolwork, but I know it's something that you love to do, right? Like, how did you, how did you find that love for, for filmmaking and and telling those stories and um, working through that kind of content? Yeah. So actually when I was younger, um, I, luckily I grew up in a neighborhood where majority of the kids were my same age and we all went to the same school together and we literally played outside from the moment we got home to the moment we went to bed and our parents were like screaming from the front porch being like, what? Come inside. And so along with that of playing outside, my friends and I, we had a, like a camcorder, like literally like a cassette tape. You put it in, you close the thing, you hit record. When you stop it, if you want to like rewind, there's like no such thing. You like have to go and delete the tape. So you can like delete an entire project. But my friends and I, what we would do is like, there was different like scenarios that we would play. So we would do like an airplane and we would be like the stewardess or we would act out the, literally the entire, sometimes like the entire movies of Disney movies. So we've done Aladdin, we've done Little Mermaid, anything like that. So like we, (laughs) ever since I was young, like I've been operating a camera and that like fell off once digital happened and (laughs) and so when I went to high school didn't pick up a camera when I went to college didn't pick up a camera and then post-college I was like I really I love art I love painting I love doing anything that is somewhat creative because it gets like my mind off things and it's such a stress relief but like you said when you have the time it's kind of hard I mean when you don't have the time, it's kind of hard to um, do the things that you really want to do and the things that make you happy. But um, I decided to pick up a camera again. And this time it was for a bigger purpose than acting out an entire scene of Aladdin. And what I wanted to do is I didn't see this type of format before of just filming female athletes in within the lacrosse scene, um, letting them tell their own story, like you said, of I'm, I'm not a company. I don't, I have no agenda of like what I want you to say or anything like that. So uh, pointing the camera at you and letting you tell your own story and also filming your entire workout of the things that make you, you on a lacrosse field and the type of person you are and kind of collaborating, collaborating those things together and mashing that into one thing was really special to me. And that's a focus that I really wanted to bring to the one rep mindset um, series. And so I, you were one of like the first ones. Yeah. I haven't really done many more besides that, but 
what I found through filming you guys, which I'm honored to even say that I did, um, was that I got a piece of your, your workout routine. And so what I thought was so unique is that all of the girls that I put the camera in front of, all of their workouts were entirely different. And like you compared to Megan Dowdy, like Megan Dowdy is like pure brute strength workout where you guys can go and see yourself. And then Kylie's like agility, let's work on around the crease things. We're going to have you run like 15 300s at the end of your workout. And it's just like, these types of things are the things that fans don't get access to. And what's most important about that is you guys grind so hard as professional women's lacrosse players for little to no reward financially, which was a whole thing of why I wanted to do this to show young girls that, listen, the girls that you're looking up to, the female athletes that you're looking up to within the lacrosse scene are simply doing this for the betterment of you guys and the next generation. When we go out to play within a professional league, we're not playing together for the entire year. But imagine if we did. Imagine if Kylie O'Miller had the backing financially with, through lacrosse to then work out every day with her teammates on her own, get that type of backing. What kind of product that she's not already putting out on the field right now, and we all know that that is an insane product but imagine if we had that because we can go out on a field right now and play together for a 30 minute practice prior and still put out something that is extremely special and something that I'm extremely thankful for and it's been such an honor to step on the field with some of these players that I surround myself with and for us to be on a top play like Kylie's been on top ESPN plays for a team that she's like played three games with. So that in itself is like, I want these women to be inspiring for the girls that are watching and to know that there might be a better future if we keep doing the things we're doing. Um, I know that I'm rambling, but that's just like, that's what I'm passionate about. And I hope that one day we can make a difference. And I know that Kylie, you're making a difference. You're the first person to have an app like what and when did we ever think that we'd have a lacrosse app that girls can go on and get the insides of your brain and what you like to do and what you're passionate about and giving them the drills to be successful because at the end of the day you don't have to do that like that's out of your own heart and the type of person you are so I mean it's pretty special and that's why I'm honored to even be talking to you right now <laughs> Well, I heard from somebody one time, I forget who it was, but you ramble about the things that you're most passionate about. So um, I appreciate that ramble um, because obviously we have a common commonality there. Um, you know, it's obviously something that we are both very passionate about um, providing just a better future, um, but also just kind of sitting in what what we're doing right now and what we have done and where we are already right like kind of looking back and being able to say like okay we're here like this is cool now let's continue to push mm -hmm. and again like just going back to those those one more one more rep mindset video series that you did like 
you did an amazing job portraying that. And um, I can tell that you're passionate about it on and off the field. Um, and I'd love to, you know, chat less about me on the field and more about you on the field. So we're going to get into oh. your, yes, please. Can we just talk about, you know, you remember the same game that you were talking about those, uh, the, the play from last summer at Hopkins, you remember the play that I remember the most was your oh. run sweep righty jump shot. And then you fired up the crowd and I was running towards you and there's a perfect little slow-mo video. I'm running towards you and you're, your arms, you're going, you're jumping straight up. You're like 15 yards away from me. And I'm trying to catch up to you and I'm trying to run up to you. And I'm just hysterically laughing. I'm like, yes, I love this energy. Um, but it was just, you know, it's really awesome playing with you and not against you for once. So um, can we talk about, you know, obviously you play professionally now, highest in the, in the sport, right? Highest level of sport. Where did you start? You know, how did you start? When did you first pick up a lacrosse stick? How'd you get into the sport? And then all the way through to your journey to now, you know, what did, what did that journey look like for you? Right. Yeah. So, um, I wasn't initially a lacrosse player. Um, I did gymnastics for a really long time and, um, I, I played soccer, but that's like, you know, like peewee soccer. So that's like not really important, but like soccer is my favorite sport to watch now. And we can talk about that later, but um, yeah, so did gymnastics for a while, um, and then my older, I have an older brother, and he started playing lacrosse, and I was like, oh, what's this, and so both of my parents are from the South, so they didn't know what lacrosse was, my dad was a football player, my mom was a softball player, and did cheerleading, and so that wasn't introduced to me immediately when I was born compared to some other people within our sport, um, and so I started off playing guys lacrosse with him, and he would tape a pillow going back to pillows what is it <laughs> but he would tape a pillow around my chest and would put me in a mini goal and him and his friends would literally just rip <laughs> on me and I'm like all right no wonder I'm not a goalie but I don't know I just I loved being in the backyard with him I, I was like one of the boys growing up and so I remember one day I was driving in the car with my mom and I was like you know what mom like, I don't want to do this whole gymnastics thing, nine to five, spending like 12 hours in a gym every single day. Like, I think I want to try this lacrosse thing. And so she was like, hallelujah, because she would have to sit <laughs> in the gym with me, watching me do like a cartwheel. <laughs> That's great and all, but come on, you're, you're spending 12 hours a day to just do one cartwheel. <laughs> like, all right, so let's like get you into lacrosse thing. That's like an hour, like every three days, we're good. So it's like, yes. And so going back to my neighbors, we joined a rec league together. That rec league then turned into a Cobra league, which was a higher level rec. And then that led me to getting to know Taylor Cummings, like my best friend ever. We played on the same Cobra team together. We then eventually played for M&D as a club um, where I met like some of my best friends and that's where I believe solidified my love for the game is because I'm pretty sure Taylor might have talked about this um, a little bit on your podcast with her, but that team was so special because 
when we went out on the field, that was, you know, we're, we're grinding, we're doing it, but most importantly, we were doing it for each other because like our coach said, it's like, if you're playing together, if you're having fun on the field and doing what you need to do, college coaches will come naturally gravitate to see you guys. And we literally the entire like seven years I played for them. I, I don't know how many years we lost like one game and that was to an older team. So we were just like filthy, like unreal. Like all of us, except for one girl on our team went D1. And I'm sure that's probably like the standard nowadays for a club, but back then it was pretty unheard of. And so that solidified my love for the game because off the field, they were my best friends too. We spent like every waking hour together. Um, and then during that recruiting process, got a few different offers and, and contacts from people um, and other coaches. But what initially drew me down to Florida was one, the South. That's like where my entire family is. Um, and then the coaches called me for a initial visit or initial visit, like just a visit down there. And when you step on the campus, it's just unreal. Like the sporting facilities are second to none. They put a lot of money into their sporting programs. And at the time, Florida was the only program, women's program to have their own facility. And so for that, I was like, okay. Like my eyes were just like stars. It's like, this is amazing that you can get like everything you've ever wanted here. I can play lacrosse, the game that I love. We're going on to the football field for an, a visit and we're just watching a football game and like treated like royalty. And that's initially like what happened when I went to Florida. But I mean, there's a lot more to it um, that made my decision really easy for me. Um, but I mean, I mean, come on, go Gators. <laughs> Once you step on campus, you, you can understand why it's such an easy decision. But yeah. Well, and of course, getting an education too, because Florida's a top public university. I think we're ranked like sixth now, which is amazing. That's incredible. No. I mean, I think you touched on a lot of those points, right? That a lot of girls look for when they're going through the recruiting process, academics, you know, the coaching staff, the facilities, what you're going to feel like when you get there, right? And I think one of the biggest things that is kind of hard to explain once you've gone through it to people who haven't gone through it yet is that feeling, right? Like you probably felt when you stepped on campus for that visit, like you said, you had stars in your eyes, right? It's just kind of like a, you, you get there or you talk to the coach or whatever moment it might be. It's just like that, uh, okay, this is where I'm, it's going to be my home for the next four years. You know, this is where I'm going to spend my time. This is where I'm going to grow into the lacrosse player I want to be, grow into the person that I want to be. Um, and I think that's just a really, really special feeling and moment. Um, and I know that, you know, you could probably talk about the Gators for, for days and days and days, right? <laughs> As I could talk about my, my Seawolves, um, I could for, for hours and hours. So, um, you know, can you share a couple of your, you know, favorite memories or some of the most special things about, you know, being a Gator and wearing that, that Jersey for those four years? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many good memories. So it's hard to pinpoint a few. Um, but it's, it's so funny when you look back on, on the times that you're there and how much of it is a grind and it is a full-time job and how much waking up at 5am for a run sucked at the time 
and it's something that you really don't want to do but like nowadays I'm like I would do quite literally anything to be back there with my teammates I'm like I'm sitting in my basement and I'm like running on a treadmill I bought off Craigslist <laughs> it's like get me back in the gym where I belong um but yeah so do we want to talk about like favorite games yeah I'd love to talk about some of your favorite games and like on-field moments anything that sticks out of you in a Gators uniform favorite games so let's backtrack a little bit (laughs) um so when I committed to Florida the program was really new and so by the time that I would would be a freshman at Florida the seniors at the time on the team were the core group of like the OGs they're the ones that started the program at Florida. So it was only four years old by the time um, that I got there. And by the time those girls were juniors, they had gotten to the final four. And that's like the big game that everyone talks about of like Syracuse coming back, coming back by eight goals and ending up winning. But for that to happen in four years or three years as a program, a brand new program down in the South, nobody knows what lacrosse is down there, but the just the faith in the grind that they all had together to know that they can do this as a bunch of juniors I wanted to be a part of that culture and we you you can talk about culture all you want of like oh it's it's a tradition they built such a culture in this program but for them to have that within three years is something that I I looked at and I was like I want to be a part of that and I'm glad that I was and so when I went there my freshman year those girls it was it was great and it was just an honor to even step on the field as a freshman with them because I know how much sacrifice and dedication that those those girls put in every single day to put Florida across on the map and that's something that was unheard of at the time mm-hmm. um, during that era was like the Northwestern era the Maryland era and then for a team from Florida of just a bunch of girls from from Florida from Maryland all going down to Florida where they're away from their families for them to go to a final four was something just like really unheard of. And so me stepping on the field with them was a great learning opportunity and a great learning experience for me. And I think that that taught me a lot about hard work and uh, kind of putting my head down and grinding. And I know what type of sacrifices they made. So in turn, I wanted to be the best performer I can for them because I knew that at the end of the day, this was their last year. And I know that that's a little bit hard to think about when you're a freshman. It's like, oh, I got three more years. This is great. That Three years is a long time. But they worked so hard for it. And for us to then lose again to Syracuse, they knocked us out in the lead eight in their bubble. It was just like heart-wrenching. And I didn't know the pain at the time of what they felt. And I was like, will I ever feel that? I hope not, but eventually I did. And so I'm rambling again, but the next year, we only had one redshirt senior, one senior, and like three juniors. And so the rest were freshmen and sophomores. I made up that sophomore class, but I'm pretty sure the entire media of like, who do the rankings and I'm pretty sure like even our alumni thought that like (laughs) these girls haven't even played on the field they like didn't get minutes like what are they gonna do and we actually as 
a team, we got the same exact record of 18 and three, which was what happened my freshman year to our sophomore year. For, so for a bunch of sophomores and like three juniors, one senior to put out that type of product was something extremely special. And, and it was like one of those things where it was like, we have nothing to lose. Like, what, what are they going to say about us? Like, <laughs> if we lose, we lose. But like, we literally didn't. We lost three games. And what was something so special is that Northwestern, that was at the time when like Northwestern and Florida had a huge rivalry together. Um, and we were in the same conference as them, which was the ALC, which doesn't exist anymore. And we ended up playing them our last game. And I'm, it was on my birthday. And they were our hardest, hardest game. And we ended up winning in like the last 15 seconds of the game, one of our juniors scored, um, it was like diving goal. And I'm pretty sure Lauren Murray was there. And I talked to her about it all the time because I'm pretty sure I like leaned down into Lauren Murray's ear who was on the other team, mind you. Mm-hmm. I've learned to not be this player anymore and I've grown in that way, but I'm like, I screamed in her ear. <laughs> but again, like that was something that was unheard of in that type of like oh my God, we can, we can do this. Like we're, we're something we, we aren't what the media says about us. We're, and we're, we're not the nobodies that everybody thinks we are. And then we go on again with the ALC championship. We play Northwestern again. We beat them again by one point. It was nine to eight, I believe. And it was like, okay, we solidified ourselves as a program. Like nobody can, nobody can tell us differently. Like if we're able to do this as a bunch of sophomores, we're able to do this when we're seniors. And so that was something that's really special to me. And I can go on and on about different types of games and like beating Syracuse in their dome and beating you guys 14 to one. But yeah, that was, that was something that I will always cherish. That's awesome. I think everybody has, you know, their own stories. I think it was so great. I was smiling listening to those stories because you know every single detail of every little moment in those games right like you said something like oh I think the score was 9-8 like no you know the score was 9-8 like it's it's etched in your memory and I have games like that as well right like you know the exact score you know exactly who scored and when and where and you've watched the highlights a million times if there is some you know like it's just it's part of our DNA um and I think that's so special because sharing those stories with other people like I didn't I didn't know that that's what you guys you know did you know, I knew that Florida came out of nowhere as a program and that they were all of a sudden really awesome. That's what I knew, right? Like, but it's yeah, cool exactly. to hear, yeah. and it's cool to hear the like background of it and like the inside the locker room, right? Because there is an inside the locker room with every team. Um, and obviously there's also a team that's on the other side of the locker room and that was me, you know? So yeah. it's cool to to take a little sneak peek inside of that and just know that, you know, there is a story going on on the other side as well. Um, and it's cool that knowing that when you do meet out on the field, it's two stories clashing, right? Like two different purposes, two different cultures, two different like meanings behind that entire game. And it sounds really trivial because when you do take a step back and look at it, it is just a game, but (laughs) it means so much more to us than anything. So, um, thank you for sharing that. Um, so I do want to talk about another one of our favorite games. Um, and that was one that we actually went to together this past year. Um, I believe that was earlier this year, 2020, it was the, she believes tour, uh, the U S women's national team. 
And I know that you're our big, big fan of the U.S. Women's National Team. You mentioned it before. Um, so I'd love to know how you kind of, you know, got into following them and what it means to you to be a big fan of them. And, um, you know, we got to go to the game. Where were we? Red Bull Arena? Right. Yep. Yes. Was it March? No, it was, it was literally like a week before quarantine hit. Yeah, right. It was, was like, right before. Yeah, there was like they discussion. Allowed to high five. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. They allowed to high five us. Mm-hmm. I remember, yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess just kind of talking about some of your interests and your hobbies. Like, I know that's a big thing for you. So, can you talk on that and maybe who your favorite player is? Maybe favorite athletes. Yeah. I, I'm like, oh I have a lot of favorite athletes, but, um, talking about the U.S. women's national team, I, I just like, they're my idols because they're paving the way for women's sports in general and equal pay and equal rights and um, sticking it to the man to like get them what they deserve. And they wholeheartedly deserve every, every penny that they, that they get. And at the end of the day, it's, it's, we don't want to talk about the money, but they're the best soccer team to like ever exist Mm -hmm. and um but going off players I'll stick to the U.S. women's national team um my first favorite player is Ashlyn Harris and I can tell you a little bit of backstory about that um her she plays for the Orlando Pride down in Orlando and they were having a friendly with the UF soccer team so we had practice um at our field and they were using our soccer team was using their practice facility which is located right next to our game and practice field and so like Alex Morgan Ashlyn Harris they were using our locker room our visitor locker room while we're out of practice and we like see them like walk out so we have this like big you know what it is like (laughs) we have like a huge brick wall and you look down on our field and so you can see people when they walk out of the locker room and they're walking across to the practice facility and you walk in and it's like, okay, Alex Morgan and Ashton Harris are in our training room right now. And like, at the end of the day, they're just humans. But when you walk in and like, you feel their presence, like they don't feel like humans, they feel like super humans. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, oh my God, they're playing right, right next door basically. And so we finish our practice and we walk over there and we find out that it's actually like a closed game. So we shouldn't have been there anyway, but so we watch them and Ashton, I believe, was like hurt at the time. And so she walks off the field and we get a picture with her. A few of us, we go up and we're just like, we introduce ourselves. We're like, hey, we're on the lacrosse team. She probably didn't even know what lacrosse was because I know that she's from Florida. And she was so nice to us, like so inviting, so warm, so willing to take pictures with us and take like 10 minutes out of her day, which she didn't need to do. And you don't necessarily see that often with professional athletes because they just like need to go and they're like media presence like they need to be somewhere um and they're not usually bombarded by fans so for us to have that access to her was pretty special and so she goes into the locker room and we're standing around talking to another girl who knew a girl on the Orlando Pride team and she comes back out of the locker room and she passes us on the way and like since it was closed practice it was only like a few of us that were there just like standing around by their bus. And so she walks by and she literally like comes up to us and was like, Hey, like, I just want to let you guys know it was so nice meeting you. Like, thanks so much for coming out. And it was like, Whoa, like she like came over to us. Like she didn't need to do that by any means. And 
that was just, I don't know. I think it goes to show like what type of person she is. And she's um, so open about talking about mental health and the LGBTQ community and um, just really making a difference outside of soccer. And so that little thing was just like setting a precedent for the type of player I want to be not only on the field, but off the field as well. And any of the girls that are, that might look up to me or come up to me, I want them to feel like, okay, like we're friends, we're friends. And like, I want to, I want you to feel my warmth. I want you to feel my presence. I want you to feel like you're comfortable coming up to me and for you to go home and have the same types of feelings that I was having as a 21 year old girl, like, like looking up to her being like, oh my God, she was so nice. And like, she's badass at soccer and like, she's so cool. But for her to make a difference off the soccer field is something that is really inspiring to me. So probably her and there's, there's just a bunch of others, but <laughs> just because really I had that like personal experience with her was like solidified why she's my favorite. Well, that's just such an awesome story because I, like you said, there are so many people who might have those moments. It might not be a professional athlete, but maybe it's just someone that they look up to and it's a role model. And like, she probably had no idea that that meant that much to you that you're still talking about it to this day. She has no idea. Right. But, right. but you know, right. And like, that could be something, like you said, that could be me or you or anybody out there that, um, really anybody, anytime you pass somebody on the street, like you could say one nice thing to them and they could think about that for years upon years. Exactly. Right. You have no idea. It's just kind of like one of those things, the way that you can impact people without even realizing it, just being yourself. Um, so I love that story. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. I'm, I'm obviously your favorite player. Who's my favorite player? Who your favorite athletes are? Um, you know, I have a bunch. I love just following athletes' stories because I think that there's not one story that I like fall under the same exact path, but there are certain little things that I like to take from different people, um, you know, into my path, into my future path, like whether it's the way that they go about, like for for example, like Drew Brees, the way that he walks through every single play with the ball in his hand and nobody on the field every like night before the game. That's something I learned from reading his book. And like, nobody asked him to do that. And he's yeah. played how many years and, you know, had many wins and losses. It's not a superstition thing. It's just a preparedness thing. Um, you know, certain things like that. But I mean, I think just like you said, we have a common love for the U.S. Women's National Team just because of what they are doing. I mean, they're making themselves heard as a, as a team, as a sport, as individual athletes. Um, and I think my favorite part about following them is that like, you can even see it just on the smallest things in social media. Like they are, like you said, human and they are, they support each other. They have inside jokes. They have all these little things, right. And they seem like the biggest stars on the biggest stage. Um, but they really are just, just women out there being absolute badasses doing it together, supporting each other, um, and just trying to make a difference, make a splash in the things that matter to them and the things that matter to a lot of us female athletes, young women, young people, um, just in general. So I think it, go it just is another one of those examples that sports have the power to be something much bigger than just a game, right? Or just athletes. Um, and yeah. I, I would love to go back to that game, though. I mean, maybe be able to get some high fives next time. Hopefully, 
um, COVID isn't in the way of our next U.S. Women's National Team game together, but that was a special, special day. Um, Doesn't that seem like a lifetime ago? I can't believe it. I was going to say, like, when I was like, oh, yeah, when we went to that game in 2019, which (laughs) isn't true. Like, it was literally six months ago, but. Literally. Oh, man. I Take us back, right? Um, (laughs) All right. So we have a couple questions, two questions from KO17 Lacrosse, and then we're going to wrap this up with a segment I like to call Quick Finishes. Okay. A little little quick wrap. I love that. Yeah. Well, quick finishes, you know. Wednesday wisdoms, right? Wisdom Wednesdays. Yeah, we're getting some wisdom from you <laughs> on this one. Well, not. I'm rambling on. Yeah, but like I said, what you do you ramble, ramble about? about? Things you're passionate about. Thank you. See, we're learning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Let's you're watching Disney Channel. Yes. You're watching Lauren ramble on about things that she doesn't even know what she's talking about. Oh, please. All right. So let's ta- let's answer the first question from KO17 Lacrosse, what's the best piece of advice you've received over the course of your lacrosse career that will stick with you forever? Mm, that's a really good one. Um, I have two. Okay. One that goes with lacrosse, one that goes with life. And the one that goes with lacrosse uh, was from my assistant coach, Erica Legros, And she told me to work smarter, not harder. And at the time I was like, what does that even mean? Like, I'm a hard worker. That's like what I've known. I'm very blue collar. I put my head down. I want to grind. I want to do everything 110%. She was like, listen, Lauren, literally just slow down and think about things. You have great IQ, but you're doing things 110% at 110 miles per hour where you don't need to be doing that. So if you just slow down, you'll be able to see the game more. You'll be able to slow down the game. And that's what they say about like some of the best, best athletes is that they can slow down a game and are able to see plays before they even happen. And so I took that type of mindset and I was like, you know what? Okay, that makes sense. Thank you, Erica. And then um, found that the game it, at that point would just come easier to me. And especially when I was playing behind at X, which is weird because now I'm a midi, um, but it was just like, okay, I don't need to be doing everything for the, the team. I got six girls around me that have their own special abilities where I can then tap into that and we can create a collaborative effort and come out on top. So that was the sport thing. And then the other thing about life is to give to those who have nothing to give to you. And that goes into like my OT realm of like the type of person I want to be is like, even if you have nothing to give to me in return, I should be able to give something to you. And for you to feel when you leave my presence to feel like you gained something. And that doesn't mean me making your life completely better, but all I want to do is to make people smile and make people laugh. And if that's something that somebody needed in their day, then that's what I want to do. So even if nobody can make you laugh, Make sure that you make a little impact on somebody else's day. That's it. I love that. I just wrote it down. <laughs> I have a little, um, I used to be in my screensaver. Now, like everything deleted off my phone. So but, oh. yeah, give on to others who have nothing to give to you. <laughs> if you ever find that little uh, thing that you had as your screensaver, send it to me. Um, that's, that's a good one. I definitely will not forget that one. And that goes perfectly with your 
your aura, my friend. Um, That's so kind. Oh, oh we're going to make you sort of cry here. Uh, <laughs> we have one more question from Kat, who is actually here with us. Um, what up, Kat? She asks, how do you deal with rough patches or negative moments when it comes to playing lacrosse? Ooh, that is a great question, Kat. And I dealt with my fair share of negative moments, specifically with my junior year of college. And I was really down on myself mentally. And that in turn was affecting my physical abilities out on the lacrosse field. And when everything was going wrong, I literally like would shut down and I would go like mute, like literally like wouldn't talk at practice would feel sorry for myself, would um, not benefit the team. I felt like I was making mistakes all the time. And I was like, this is my entire life. And like one wrong move is like the end of my day, like the end of my world. And I, I had to take a step back. And I, I noticed that I wasn't being the type of leader that I needed to be for my team. I wasn't being the type of friend I needed to be. I wasn't being the type of teammate I needed to be out on the field because I don't care what you say the things that you do on the field sometimes affect your personal life off the field especially when you're in college because when you leave the field like your roommates are your teammates and so you you're around these people all the time and so your impact is substantial of like the product and the person that you're putting out into existence is is um it makes an impact on other people and and I needed to Oh no. <laughs> no. Lauren, come back to us. <laughs> oh, this is what happens at Zoom University, even though this isn't university. <laughs> Where did she go? This is going to be a really exciting little piece of the podcast. What'd you say? There you are. <laughs> oh no. Did I? Did I? No. You cut out for uh, half a minute there, but it's okay. Where did I stop? Uh, uh, you have an impact. <laughs> <laughs> it was Anyways, the way that I deal with negative things, and we can talk later, Kat, if you want to reach out to me, but um, let me know if I cut out, Kylie, like text me or something. Um, it says that I have an unstable internet connection. <laughs> Thumbs up. You're good. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I took a, a, a step back and my perspective was that your focus is your feeling. And I learned that from Mark Lassini. He actually like put that into great words is like, focus is your feeling. And the things that I'm focusing on will in turn be how I feel about myself and how I feel about others and the type of product I'm putting out on the field. And that was my junior year. So that was a really rough time for me athletically. And so by the time I left my senior year, I had a meeting with my coaches and they, they brought me into their office and they sat, they sat me down and they were like, you know, you, you've done great things out on the field, but I want you to know that we're most proud of your, your mindset shift, mindset shift. And that was something that I was like, kind of like taken aback by, but because I was secretly working on these things, like I didn't talk to anybody about it and I wish I did. I wish I talked to my teammates about how I was feeling and, and why I feel so down, but I never wanted to be a burden on somebody else because they're going through their own battles too. 
but mental health is so important and you have to know that you have teammates and coaches that are willing to do what it takes to make you feel good and how you feel on the inside is the things that you're going to be putting out into the world and that's how you make a difference and so what i what i made um an emphasis on for me to go into the to the professional lacrosse league was i want to be regardless if i'm playing or not i want to be the teammate the same teammate that i would be on the sideline as when i'm playing on the field if i'm a starter if i'm a if i'm a sub or if i'm left bench riding the pine i need to be the same type of player that i would be if i was scoring a thousand goals and that was really important to me and i think going back to what Kylie was saying on the field where i scored that goal that like across the arc goal where she, she we have that video of was it was much more than a goal for me it was all of my hard work and my dedication finally paying off because i did have those struggles and i sometimes felt like i didn't belong there and or if i didn't I, I, I shouldn't have been on the field or I look, look at all these girls around me and all their accolades and like I didn't have those types of accolades but knowing that that year and the previous year that I was a good teammate and that I was cheering on Kylie I was cheering on Taylor like some some of my great friends the way that like I was cheering on myself on the inside was something that was really important to me so if you're ever in a negative spot lean on the people around you and know that things will get better. And also you can reach out to me too, because now you have a friend in me. Okay. <laughs> got a friend in me. I'm sorry that it cut off. No, that's okay. I, it should have cut off when I just started singing, but um, that's a different story. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. Pick it up from the chorus. Okay. Um, we're going to, finish this up nice and quick with some quick finishes first thing that comes to mind you ready yes okay best place you've traveled to japan duh one thing on your bucket list buy a old school vw bus pimp it out and travel the world travel the country i can't travel the world but travel the country wow can i come yeah of course it's gonna like be luxurious on the inside <laughs> okay that was, list, so. that was part of the quick finishes question can i come yes okay tacos or pizza tacos yes jimmies or sprinkles neither oh what do you call them wait what like <laughs> do you call them jimmies or sprinkles oh. <laughs> i thought you meant like if you want them on your ice cream um sprinkles Okay, well, that's still the wrong answer. Yes, you want them. Come on. No, sorry that I don't want little crunchy ants on my ice cream. I know that you really like sprinkles too. Okay. You like eat them by the spoonful. I, I do, and I'm probably gonna when we hang up from this call. So, um, yeah. Girl, you do you. It's what makes you you and what makes you special and unique. <laughs> Thank you so much. Best concert you've ever been to? Mm, I love music. Um, I have two. One, obviously, Beyonce. She's my queen. She's my everything. Unreal performer. But then two, Jess Glenn. Um, someone that I like kind of found like when she wasn't on the map. And so it was really special for me to see her in a really small venue in Philly. 
Nice. Beyonce. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Queen. Queen B. Uh, one person you would want to meet, dead or alive. Oh my God. That's really hard. Um, I know this is quick. It's supposed to be quick. Someone I want to meet. Oh my God. Kobe Bryant. Good answer. Bless. R.I.P. R.I.P. All right. Last but not least, your favorite person that played for Stony Brook and doesn't know what to call a Hobie or a sub. <laughs> Joseph Alina. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Kylie O'Miller. Duh. Oh, thank you so much. That was not expected at all. Um, <laughs> but seriously, thank you everybody for listening. And thank you, Lauren, for being here and for shedding so much light and wisdom and your happy energy amongst everybody who listened to this. Um, if you could see her, she's hitting some nice little dance moves here. Um, just like we were in Japan. It was a good time. Bring and, it back. Yeah, let's go back and do the limbo again. <laughs> um, but seriously thank you so much um so many people can learn so many things from you and you know you are going to give so many smiles even if you don't receive them from the people around you so um thank you for that little nugget of wisdom as well and thank you for being you and being here today thanks kylie that means so much and thank you for having me and everybody that joined in today and i hope you learned a little bit about me but more importantly that i ramble a lot <laughs> and that my internet cut out so I'm really sorry to whoever edits these podcasts. <laughs> okay we made it work uh thank you guys for listening I will see you guys on the next episode bye everyone bye bye oh bye <laughs> that was so cute uh, mom you can hang up now <laughs> Yeah, my mom your is mom's here. Yeah, my mom's here. Oh my god, does she tune into all your podcasts or is it just because of me? Um, I would say it's just because of you, but she comes with a different alias every time. Mom, hang up. To <laughs> <laughs> get you some numbers. <laughs> mom, like what? Thank you. Don't. <laughs> uh, Kai, thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. Um, stopping recording.